I saw a sea of pink hats, knitted cat ears bobbing forward as far as I could see. It turned out I was among about 2% of all American women, plus a lot of men, winding and twisting down the D.C. streets for the Women's March. We were swinging in alternate rhythms, yelling chants about a toxic world out of balance. We are the granddaughters of the witches you cannot burn, or women's rights are human rights, and lots more colorful phrases about what men weren't allowed to do with women's anatomy. Finally, I was able to get high enough on an empty plinth. Some former statue was now us. The funny thing about standing in for a statue is the ability to see everything. I saw what seemed like an infinite river of people from all walks of American life. I became entranced watching the multi-textures and extreme ages gliding past one another with just glimpses of their private thoughts voiced in multicolor posters, markers, cardboard, and photos. Christian Kentucky mom against Trump, and thousands and thousands of hand-drawn ideas, hopes, and anger proudly extended high, winding and curving in front of my eyes like a fluid novel, swaying left to right and downstream flowing near the Washington, D.C. Mall. I imagined that in this fluid novel, women were the protagonists in a conflict with a powerful force whose resistance appeared undefeatable. I saw it like Schwenk's description of the conflict between water's natural inclination to the sphere and Earth's powerful gravity forcing water to always spiral down, creating uneven knots like the old Celtic interlacing. It seemed in this fluid novel, the women spiraled and flowed around obstacles like a current surrounding a rock, and their marching path resisted gravity forces. But they really wanted to be, if not spherical, whole. And when Ruth Bader Ginsburg inhaled a breath for the last time, Tragedy struck, and more than one woman's life turned to carbon. Because the women marching in the pink-knitted hats were hoping for a vaccine, not against COVID, but one that will fight the anger festering in them. RBG was kind of this vaccine, and without her, what she left behind was anger. And so raging was this force that made a percentage of all the world's women to leave their families, take a precious Saturday off, and flock in a worldwide pink bloom of knitted hats. But this was a worldwide protest of women's dignity out of balance. So, getting back to when the ecosystem is out of balance, protests in the Chesapeake Bay look very different. They're not pink, but pistachio and mahogany algae blooms that swarm the harbors. They take to the water when it's just warm enough, the sun is just bright enough, and the natural and human-produced pollution and the water nutrients are just abundant enough. And at that moment, dinoflagellates express themselves in blooms. They produce so quickly, they photosynthesize like crazy, sucking the sun's energy into massive clouds of 
oxygen-rich areas both above and below the water surface. Their billowing packs and swarming crowds muck the water and clog the wildlife to death. Worst of all is at night when the sun sinks below the horizon and it's dark. Without the sun, they not only lose their ability to make oxygen, but they too sink to the bottom where they eventually turn to carbon and suck up all the surrounding oxygen they just produce during the day. They arrive when we don't expect them and kind of carry a sign protesting that the water is out of balance. Now, there is this mysterious piece of hope, a parasite to the dinoflagellate, Sindinians. Sindinians are always found with the dinoflagellates, kind of like rats to humans, maybe, and possibly hang around to keep the dinoflagellates in check. Without them, there may be even more blooms and upsets to the entire ecosystem. And if so, marine biologists believe Sindinians may be a key to figuring out how to vaccinate the bay against these harmful algae blooms. Vaccinating the bay would be amazing. Just think, every year citizen scientists could get yellow vests and go out in speedboats going up and down the Chesapeake Bay with enormous needles and just inject the water with a Sindinian-inspired vaccine like a seasonal flu shot or a COVID-19 vaccine. So even though blooms come in magical colors of pistachio, mahogany, or you could maybe say pink hats, it's really strange that a Sindinian doesn't have a color, at least not one that humans understand, because this critter is too small to hold a wavelength of color. Even the very smallest wave able to hold color that humans can see, a deep, deep blue. And after RBG, will there be another new, tiny, but powerful solution? Someone or something so small that they're almost invisible, but who will keep the American Supreme Court inoculated from toxins harmful to women? <laughs>